paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, we are back once again. The Kickback Pod. Back at it yet another episode. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is 57, and we are also halfway through the year. So we thought, what better time to do our mid-year review or our mid-year top five sneakers of 2023 so far. It's been a very, very interesting year for sneakers. Um, It's not been like previous years where everything's been selling out immediately. Things have been a lot easier to get this year. And we'll get into what we felt was the five standouts. Each of us have our own five. We'll get into that. We'll count it down. But before we get into all that, Fobs, how you been? Let the people know what's been going on. Man, I have been good. The weather in Berlin is banging. We will probably be talking about this a lot more as the episode goes on. But I've been feeling really good, feeling the summer vibes. We had that epic thunderstorm the other week, which... I thought was pretty impressive. I slept through most of it, to be honest with you, but I did hear it when I went to the bathroom once. Um, Everybody on WhatsApp the next day was like, yo, or like on Slack at work was like, yo, did you hear that? The thunder was crazy. The sky was purple. And like I said, I heard it when I went to the bathroom, but I have blinds that go all the way down. So like my bedroom was blacked out and i sleep with white noise on um so i didn't hear anything whilst i was actually sleeping but what about you did you hear it dude i can sleep through a nuclear war man (laughs) 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 nothing can wake me up like once i'm asleep i am knocked out and lately i've been kind of into this um i've been taking these melatonin pills too which uh which knock me the hell out man so yeah i i didn't hear any of it but everyone at work the next day was definitely definitely talking about it but it's been a it's been a pretty great summer man have you uh did you see anything up at paris fashion week have you checked out uh well i mean first of all you know it was pharrell's first um first time over at louis vuitton all the celebrities were out but what about the sneakers did you anything anything quickly catch your eye yeah i mean first of all pharrell's show was crazy like I don't know if the collection was, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was it was quite good. I thought there were a few pieces in there where I was like, hmm, you know, if I was a footballer or a professional athlete, I would definitely drop some money on that. But I thought the whole show around it, the party, the people, who was sitting front row, Jay-Z performing, Beyonce taking a break from her world tour, Rihanna and Rocky uh, sitting front row with a huge, huge Rihanna um billboard in the background and basically everyone who is anyone in the fashion scene was there or trying to get in and so i was very impressed with the show as for the sneakers that i saw there was a lot of good stuff not just in the louis vuitton show but i thought dior had some really cool shoes there was one like skate inspired shoe i don't know what it's called yet but it's got basically a logo on the side of the shoe that looks it's like a play on air so basically there's a big circle right and then there's d i r across the circle so it spells dior basically but in an abstract way and the d i r looks a little bit like air 
right? So I feel like it's a bit right, of a play right. on Nike Air in some way. Then New Balance was doing bits. I saw Action Bronson teased another upcoming collaboration, I believe, on the 1906. Salehi Bembry also teased another 1906. Uh, Aura Lee was showing off a never-before-seen silhouette from New Balance, which was looking very, very nice. It had this like very bulbous sole and a very classic um, multi-material upper. You had On Running showing off some cool shoes. Hoka, uh, New Balance and Comédie Garçon, New Balance and um, This Is Never That. I mean, New Balance was doing a lot of stuff. Then you had Asics as well. So yeah, New it Balance was, of... It was jam-packed. New Balance, man, like the last three Paris Fashion Weeks, they've they've been pretty much the talk of everyone. At least from, at least in the sneaker world, uh, I, I was I would say like the one shoe that really caught my eye was the the New Balance. Don't know what it is. Looks like Yeezy Seven Hundred. Uh, the one with uh, Orale. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be like a new model um, and very very different from what new balance traditionally puts out super futuristic looking exactly uh i, I was feeling it the, the colorway reminded me of kind of like those jound 990 v4s from a little a little bit back those uh paris midnight i think they were called um yeah yeah but like man i really really wanted to see more of that so yeah i mean for, looking forward to whatever they got there was there was planned. a lot going on and like you said new balance was dominating the headlines a little bit i think Li Ning had some really cool sneakers as well that I feel like flew a little under the radar. So I don't know. I mean, maybe we we do a little episode about this next time and go through some of our favorite things. But I don't know. Let's let's see how it plays out. We are here this week to talk about our sneakers of the year thus far. But before we get into that, let us shout out our listener of the week. That is at nsm ran samran nagarai am i saying that correctly naga i i think it's nagaraj nagaraj Sma- sorry uh, smaran smaran nagaraj I, we're really sorry smaran if we butchered the spelling but shout out man Listen, thank you for listening uh, i know you reached out to me on instagram said you love the pod so thank you very much very much appreciate that Let's uh, let's get into what we've been uh, we've been wearing, man. You want to start us off, bro? I mean, I said it earlier. It's been hot, hot, hot. So I've been wearing my Birkenstocks a lot. <laughs> I feel like more than I'd care to Clock admit. Clockwork, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was the same last summer. They're super comfortable. I have the Arizonas in this really nice gray suede. So I feel like they go with a lot. And I find you myself. You gotta say it the German way, man. You gotta say it the German way. I've been wearing my Birkenstock exactly. quite a lot. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Birkenstock. No, and I feel like I've been wearing them, you know, when I run to the Speti in my, I don't know, sports shorts and tank top or t-shirt or whatever I'm wearing that day. But I'm also wearing them when I'm going out. And I don't mean out, out. I don't go out anymore. I'm a dad now. But when I'm going out to meet, <laughs> meet friends during the day or before 8 p.m. on weeknights, uh, I'm, I'm pairing them with a lot of Longer pants as well, you know, because when the sun goes down, it can get a little bit chilly sometimes when you're outside. And I have to say, Birkenstocks are just like, they're super, super versatile, super comfortable. And yeah, they're, they're, they've been my summer shoes so far. But what about you? What have you been wearing? 
So I've I've gone back to the Wales Bonner Sambas that came out last year, and I was thinking about this this week. Um, those shoes, I think they might even be like one of my favorite shoes ever made, and and I I don't even think I'm over exaggerating because it's probably the most comfortable pair of Sambas there are because of the very um, breathable, not breathable, like a very I guess malleable uh upper uh it, it it's not like a leather it's not super firm it's kind of like this um nylon material so it's very easy to wear on feet and uh i love the colorway it goes exactly with what i typically like to wear in my wardrobe like i like to wear a lot of greens a lot of whites and these shoes just match with everything and i just love wearing them i always get compliments whenever i wear that shoe and it's like I, I don't see myself ever looking at those shoes and thinking, oh, yeah, it's it's time to sell them. Like, I, I just don't see myself doing that because it is such a gorgeous uh, pair of shoes. So I, I've been wearing them, getting a lot of use out of them once again this year. And also, like you were saying, the weather, the weather has been absolutely blistering hot here in Berlin. So I've gone back to the Salehi Crocs. I do have a pair of the... I forgot what the official colorway was, but uh, the white pair that came out last year, I don't know what he called it, but... <laughs> but it's white. Um, it's it's I've, basically just white. It's white. <laughs> it's basically all white. There's another pair, actually, it just came out earlier this week in an off-white color, and it's officially called the Horchata or Horchata, or Horchata colorway. Uh, but I already had the white pair, so I didn't cop this cream one. But yeah, I've been going back to that one. Super comfortable pair. Very, very breathable, of course. So that's pretty much what I've been rocking, man. Summertime for me is Wales Bonner Samba time and Salehi Crocs. Very nice. I feel like at this point, we also have to kind of explain to our American listeners, we keep talking about blistering hot. And to be completely honest with you guys, it hasn't been, I mean, it's not hit like 35 degrees, right? It's been like 29, 30, which is probably around like, high 80s low 90s in fahrenheit right and yeah yeah but it feels different when there's no ac man that's what that's what i was gonna say like like 28 29 degrees in europe is different to 28 29 degrees in the u.s where you go inside you turn on your ac and you're chilling right because here you're just hot and sticky all the time and whilst it's not like a killer heat it wears you down it's like a marathon you know it's after like 12 hours you're like enough i've had enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah man no i i completely agree it's european summers hit different man i've learned this the hard way (laughs) for sure all right but let's get into our latest pickups so uh, I'll, I'll start it off because I was just talking about some Wales Bonner Samba. So I actually also picked up the latest Wales Bonner Samba pair. So the silver colorway. I'll be honest, you know, maybe TikTok, maybe Instagram kind of got to me on this one because I saw a lot of people wearing it, some popular influencers wearing it. And uh, I was kind of drawn to the shoe a little bit. But I have to say, after I received them, I um, I guess I wasn't as excited anymore because I'm like, these are just too wild, man. They're, they're they're just way too wild for me. And it's 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 not even so much the colorway, it's that tongue. That tongue is just so big and it's just so different looking than the classic OG pair that I'm just like, 
it's pretty difficult to wear this shoe and um, not, you know, get people absolutely staring at your feet wondering what the hell are you wearing <laughs> because uh, they're super loud. The tongue is like absolutely huge and uh, I'm not a big fan of the tongue. So I just don't see myself getting a lot of use out of it. And like you said in the last episode, the the patent leather on the upper is not going to crease well. I've seen pictures of the shoe now already been creased up by other people and uh yeah i'm just like yeah i don't want to do that to my pair so i've kind of soured on them a little bit to be absolutely honest so that was that was my first pickup well, in the world's bonner sambas real, real quick on the creasing topic i feel like that kind of was it was kind of to be expected a little bit and i'm interested to i would be interested to hear wales bonners uh, or grace well wales bonners um take on that like a lot of people are buying this shoe just to post on instagram right and they're only posting it when it's dead sock when it hasn't been worn yet not many people i've seen have posted it with the creases so it's almost like it's perpetuating this one and done buying something for the clout kind of attitude which has been a bit of an issue in sneaker culture over the past few years but maybe maybe the point was to force people to really crease their shoes and take pride in how the shoe creases i don't know like i'm just you know guessing here but i feel like yeah i I just want to get her her opinion on the whole thing because i'd be interested to hear what the whole point was because it was pretty obvious that these shoes were not gonna look the way they look out of the box after at least one wear yeah i mean i I think definitely these shoes as soon as i got them i felt like yeah this is this is simply a clout shoe i'm gonna post this post like one pick it's gonna be totally creased up and i'm probably not gonna want to wear them again so that's why i chose not to wear them it's still in the box i'm most likely gonna sell them um yeah so yeah a bit bit uh i guess unfortunate my reaction to those sambas but uh let's talk about my other pickup which i was very very pleasantly surprised by and that is the Jacques Mousse J-Force Ones. So this pair, I have to say, I wasn't too impressed when I saw pictures of them. But after receiving them in hand, they're different, man. These are these are nice. I really like how they look from the top, especially. They kind of look like an Air Force One, but like a lot more interesting from the top. It's a very interesting look, and and uh, they're a lot more uh, flatter. Like I'm not a big Air Force One guy. I, I typically find them a bit too i guess huge a bit too chunky and they don't really especially because i'm pretty tall i feel like they make me even look a lot taller which is not what i'm trying to do and um these shoes instead you kind of get a bit of that air force one look but it's a lot flatter and um the shoes for me just kind of give me this like old money type of vibe you know like i feel like i can wear a polo shirt i can wear some dress pants wear these shoes go to france and just you know enjoy the french riviera i feel like these shoes just kind of fit that vibe it's and it was really nicely done because it was an air force one and the bottom was actually not a nike footscape i thought it was a footscape but it's actually the nike acg terra which was a shoe from the mid 2000s uh like a nike acg shoe so if you look at that shoe and look at the air force one you'll notice like wow they they actually did a really good job blending these two shoes together and I feel like this is really a sneaker that people, I think, are going to regret sleeping on them. Uh, maybe like six months from now, a year from now, 
there's not going to be too many shoes that look like this. And I feel like people are going to kind of regret sleeping on them. They're also very, very comfortable. I can, I can uh, tell you that they're, they're more comfortable than an Air Force One. Um, yeah, so I, I was, was very pleasantly surprised by the Jacques Mousse J-Force One. I feel like it's a love it or hate it kind of shoe. And at the moment, I'm leaning more towards hate it. But I don't really have a good reason. So I'm just, yeah, going to try and stay neutral. They, they didn't sell out at all. Like they were sitting full, they're sitting full size on right now on the sneakers app, both colorways. So yeah. I think more people are on your side here. But it could be, like you said, uh, it could be a sleeper. What, um, mm-hmm. I mean, what is true though is that it is a great segue to my pickup which is a pair of acronym nike lunar force ones in the triple white colorway and this was a shoe that i have been wanting to get for a while i have been i'm a fan of the air force one i like how relatively bulky and chunky it is and what i'm not a huge fan of is sometimes the comfort level of the air force one you really need to break them in but the Lunar Force one has that lunar sole, right? That lunar lawn sole. And so they're quite comfortable. And I'm generally also a big fan of acronym collaborations with Nike. They always bring this, you know, their traditional kind of uh, tech wear idea and mindset to the shoe. And that is the case with the Lunar Force one. It's got a zip on the side. So you don't even have to tie the laces. You just zip it on and off, which is really cool. And I got these pairs actually worn on eBay Kleinanzeigen, actually. I got them on eBay Kleinanzeigen, which is basically like the German Craigslist for all of you out there. And I love picking up old gems like this because you can almost never really find them anywhere. And that how makes... did you like how did you f- even find them like you just went on there and searched acronym Bro, air force one and I, they, they just happened to be a pair i searched for weeks uh, across everything and that was and you know sometimes i'd find pairs in a decent condition but they were not in my size so it was just luck basically that this guy had posted them two three days earlier um two to two to three weeks into my search messaged him kind of negotiated a relatively decent price for them because they were worn and so I got them for, I don't really remember what retail was, but I think I got them for either just above or at retail. Um, and considering that they're going for almost That's double amazing. retail or more than double retail on StockX, I was very, very happy with that. They arrived. I mean, you know, they are in worn condition. They're not, I wouldn't say that they're like an eight out of 10. They're probably more of a seven out of 10 in terms of condition. But if that brings the price down, so be it. And I'm very, very happy with them. So I said this at the beginning of the year as well, like this year is going to be a year of kind of picking up sneakers that I missed out on, sneakers that I've always wanted but either could never afford or just didn't get at retail. And I feel like buying worn pairs is a great way to do that because A, you're more likely to find a worn pair than a dead stock pair off of StockX and it's easier on the wallet as well. Wow, that's uh, man. Uh, not the acronym pair, but the actually no, not the lunar pair, but the other acronym Air Force One, which had the orange patent leather on the back. Yeah, that's uh, also on the my black list. zipper. That's Dude, also that's on my like list. that's like a top like top five grail for me. Like I'm if, if actually, I were to get a dead stock pair, I'm I'm actually negotiating with a guy right now for that colorway as well, but he wants almost double of what I paid for the all white pair so i went for the white pair first 
And, you know, if uh, <laughs> I have a few euros left over at the end of the month, maybe I'll buy the other one as well. Oh, man, I, I need to do what you're doing. I haven't done this enough, like looking on um, on these like us, um, I guess, eBay clan is like in Depop, Vinted, like these kind of places. Uh, I I found a pair last month. I got a pair of the Pata Air Max ones, nice. uh, like a used pair for a very, very cheap price. Uh, the Aqua colorway, uh, which I finally like um, uh, opened from the box last week and I wore them. And I also got them for basically retail, which I was very, very happy about. Uh, but yeah, man, that's really a big tip for everyone out there. Like, you don't have to always buy a brand new pair of sneakers. If you really want to save some money, you got to look used because uh, in, in a lot of cases, it's very, very gently used. So yeah, and it's be also basically it's better for the environment. Yeah, too. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. But um, yeah, I mean, you—it's better for the environment, better for your wallet. It's uh, it's uh, just great idea. I, I, by the way, guys, I'll be doing a video either this week or the next week, but a video about uh, pretty much how to be a financially responsible sneakerhead. Uh, because this topic, I I I DM'd or, or I posted on my Instagram a story last week about uh, whether or not you guys were buying less sneakers this year, and why. And I got a, like so many DMs from you guys about uh, why you're buying less sneakers. A lot of you are, and by far the number one reason seemed to be money. Uh, sneakers were more expensive, or it's been a tough year financially. And I just thought. I think it's a great time to make a video on this topic because I think I do have some pretty decent tips on this. So just watch out for that video, guys. And yeah, thanks a lot once again for uh, watching my channel. I really appreciate all you guys for doing that. But now let's get into um, our topic of the day, which is what has been the best sneakers of the year so far. We each have five. We'll count them down. But before we get into the countdown... Uh, what do you think just overall so far 2023 what are your thoughts been about how this year has been so far for sneakers so i thought that when i was trying to make this list i was trying to think and at the beginning i thought that there was not that much that had come out that was really great and then i went back through our notes i went back through the instagram just scrolled through kind of like images i'd liked and it was just looking at old releases and it surprised me that there was actually there were some pretty big moments in this year so far that i had maybe forgotten or glossed over because to me it seemed like 2023 had started relatively slowly and wasn't maybe as big as the years before it maybe that was also because of what you had mentioned about you know inflation people buying less shoes or buy you know sh shoes that used to sell out not really selling out anymore maybe there's just too much stock on the market at the moment but that doesn't mean that there weren't some really really good releases so i don't want to you know jump out and name any of them in case there are any spoilers we are going to go through our top five each next so i will just say that i was very pleasantly surprised when i scrolled through our notes and that 2023 was actually quite a decent year in my opinion so so i think that i don't think there's been anything overly exciting that has dropped this year that you know we could both look at it and be like okay that is undisputedly the sneaker of the year 
You know, just like even looking at both our lists, looking at both our lists right now, they're just very, very different. We like there's some similarities in there, but it's there hasn't been an undisputed sneaker of the year. Any publication has really named any particular sneaker sneaker of the year. A lot of people saying, you know, the Jordan three reimagined should be sneaker of the year. And in my opinion, that's like if that's the sneaker of the year, then it's been a pretty boring year for sneakers, you know, of just some retro of the white cement threes. But uh, I, I feel like. There's been nothing really that's totally captured, you know, the imaginations of sneakerheads this year. And I think that's really reflected in uh, resale prices being very low for most releases this year. Also, if you just go go at it, you know, brand by brand, you know, what has Jordan brand really done this year? Not a whole lot. Adidas, they lost Yeezy and that's been a big blow for them. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Samba wave has been good, but as far as... um, you know sneakers to really get excited about i mean sambas have been around forever you know it's nothing new there uh i think you know a6 has had a really really good year i would say maybe even the best year out of all the brands in terms of i think really nice releases like one that really comes to mind is the a6 uh hall studios uh, 1130s also the recent collab with kit so if i were to give one particular brand the brand of the year so far it would have to be a6 but even you know New Balance too, like New Balance, they've 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 had a pretty good year, and it's been a lot easier to get their shoes. But when I look at some of their main collabs this year, like with Emilion Dor, they haven't been as exciting as ALD collabs in the past, you know. So I don't know. I I, I just feel like it's been a little lackluster and overall, uh, I guess exciting sneakers. But I will say the best thing about this year as a sneakerhead has been just how much easier it has been to get shoes. I know I've been loving that. Like, I love that I have a huge choice of what to get this year. I feel like in the past, people were maybe buying shoes because of FOMO, like fear of missing out and thinking that it would sell out immediately. But now it's like you can really sit back. You can really, you know, take your time. Ask yourself, do you really want that? Because they'll probably be around next week too. You know, you can ask yourself that next week. You can wait on it a little bit. So... I've been really loving that aspect of sneakers. And I do think that they're, you know, not not to say that it's been a bad year because there actually has been a lot of really, really nice shoes that some of them kind of slipped under the radar. But uh, let's get into it, you know. Uh, we, we have, I think, a pretty decent list here. So who you want to kick it off? Let's you go with your number five first. Let's hear it. Let's do it. So at number five, I have... The Nike SB Air Jordan 4 Pine Green. And I have that shoe there. Yes, it is a very, very solid shoe. I have it there for several reasons. First of all, it was all over the feed when it dropped. And I feel like that has become the mark of a good release. People are wearing it. People are posting it. Stores are posting it. People are interested. They're engaging with the content. So it's very obvious that people like this shoe, especially when the when the leaks and the teasers started dropping about this shoe. People were excited. People were wondering what colorways were, we were going to get. And that brings me to my second point. The pine green colorway, it is just such a solid colorway. That white base with the pops of the pine green, really, really, really nice shoe. I love the Nike SB hit on the heel. I feel like the Air Jordan 4 is also having a moment this year, not in terms of releases. There haven't been as many Air Jordan 4 releases as maybe some other shoes, but you see them everywhere, not just in Berlin. And in Berlin, you see quite a lot of Air Jordan 4s on 
the younger kids and you know i i realize this makes me sound old um which i sort of am but sort of am not the the teens are wearing air jordan fours the the kids who are into that y2k fashion are really really rocking fours and when i was in amsterdam with amadeus and oshuan for um sneakerness amsterdam everybody was wearing fours i mean you saw i think the top most worn shoe was the nike air max one pata in various colorways and then very very close second was the air jordan 4 you could buy it almost at every single stand in like a million different colorways and people were rocking that thing so it's clear that the four there's just something about it right now that people are really loving so i think it was a really really good time for nike and or air jordan and nike sb to join forces as some of you may remember nike sb and nike air jordan have teamed up and cooperated in the past creating a run of air jordan ones with sb updates and that comes from the fact that skaters historically have worn nike air jordans to skate because they are so robust they are comfortable they are usually mid or high top which protects the ankles which is relatively important when you're skating and so it made sense for them to continue this story of these two I mean, it's the same brand, but these two sub-departments within the same brand working together and creating this very, very beautiful shoe that just resonated with a lot of people. I remember I was on parental leave when it dropped, and I was a little bit bummed about that because I did want the shoe um, and kind of half-heartedly tried to cop it out of Thailand. But, you know, obviously I was focused on other things like the beach and chilling and whatever. But, yeah that that was just a beautiful release beautiful shoe really nice to look at in person or online as well and so that is my pick for number five yeah man i i mean absolutely worthy of being in the top five i at first i didn't get this shoe like i didn't get the connection between jordan fours and skating but I think they did a pretty amazing job turning a Jordan 4 into a skate shoe, all of the different adjustments. And like you said, the colorway. Colorway was just fantastic, you know, uh, for the first ever SB Jordan 4. I don't think they could have possibly made a better colorway. So I, I salute to that shoe. Really, really good shoe. Easily one of the standouts of the year, I think. So for me, at number five... For me, this is kind of a surprising choice because I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Air Max 1 fan, but I had to put the Air Max 1 big bubble in my uh, top five. I have it at number five, the Air Max 186, as it as it's called, uh, the OG colorway, the red one. And uh, this pair, you know, uh, when I first saw that this pair was coming out, my immediate reaction was that Air Max heads, like people who love Air Max 1s, are going to hate this shoe because... It was, um, you know, just completely, not completely different, but I guess a little bit different than the originals. And they they don't like when things change too much. And this was a pretty big change, making the bubble bigger. The shape was slightly different. I just thought that uh, it wouldn't be a big, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that loved by sneakerheads. Yet when these released, they sold out immediately. Like pretty much all men's sizes were gone everywhere instantly. So people clearly wanted to buy this shoe. And on top of that, I think, 
Nike just did a really great job with this release. I thought the box itself was just so cool. Uh, how it was made to look like it was, you know, found in a vintage um, store or something like that, or it was just left in a closet somewhere because the box looked like it was kind of uh, disfigured a little bit. And the shoes themselves, I personally liked the look of them. I liked the shape of them. They were really nice. And the best part for me was the comfort. Comfort on this pair, just a lot better i thought than an air max one it was a lot more squishy you could really actually feel the air in the cushion which is not something i could say i actually feel in an air max one air max ones to me are just very very firm very sturdy but uh this air max one big bubble yeah very squishy uh midsole so i felt it was a lot more comfortable so i just thought it was a really really nice release and uh it looks like they're dropping even more colorways uh, later on in the year but i i felt like it was a pretty big moment in the sneaker world to get this original version of the Air Max 1. This is what it was supposed to look like in 86. But then we saw what happened in 87. The other version came out. I thought it was pretty cool that they released this for the first time ever. It was a pretty pretty big moment for Air Max. And uh, I thought it deserved to be in the top five. Nice. Very good pick. Always keeping it classy, keeping it classic. And I agree with you. I mean, it's one of the most important sneakers in Nike's history. It was designed by Tinker Hatfield and bringing it back with the bigger air bubble, which they couldn't do back in the day because they, yeah, they, they just didn't have the capabilities to create these shoes with that big air bubble and have them last for as long as they wanted them to last. That's why they made the air bubble a little bit smaller is also a cool story basically going back to their roots of air max but saying hey back then we couldn't do this so we're doing this now and uh, releasing it how we wanted to release it 30 whatever years ago um nice so in fourth on my list i have a shoe that was also very surprising to me that i even picked this or put it on my list but Maybe there are some listeners out there that really, really resonate with this sneaker. It is the Cortez Nike Air Max 95 Egan Storm colorway. So for all of you that don't remember or you know were you know not paying attention, Cortez is a British, I believe, London-based streetwear brand that has been really taking off recently and has created a lot of hype and i believe that one of their biggest selling points is that they usually drop their products at random days and times and just tweet a location of where they're going to be and then people kind of en masse run there take the train bike whatever bus there and just storm the pop-up and basically raid the place their stuff always sells out and it harkens back to kind of the beginning days of like all that streetwear hype and it going mainstream and people just wanting a piece of it and so cortez is a brand that's like still very very connected to the streets very connected to the culture it's still very niche it's very independent and i think people fuck with that and so they got to collaborate with Nike on the Air Max 95, which is another sneaker that very much resonates with street culture. It's a sneaker that has been adopted by various subcultures um, across Europe, 
and uh, the world as well. And this Egan Storm colorway is the blue pair. So it's basically a tonal black and gray upper. And what I really like about the shoe is that it mixes this kind of like web netting with very smooth leather panels. And then you've got the hits of blue on the Nike swoosh and Cortez logo, which have been stitched onto the shoe, as well as this really subtle camouflage on the sock liner. And I, I don't remember the last time people went this crazy for a shoe from a somewhat niche brand, right? And that just shows that the clout and the influence that Cortez has amongst, you know, I don't want to say kids because it sounds so, you know, disrespectful, but like the, the youth culture is, is probably a better way to put it because it's probably not targeted to old farts like, like us. Although I do really like some of their pieces. I mean, it's quite basic stuff, you know, like I don't want to say merch, but just a lot of logos, uh, a lot of cool stuff, logo flips, etc. And yeah, I don't remember the last time that there was this much crazy hype about a shoe and people really doing everything they can to cop a pair, really crowds in the street looking for the shoes, trying to cop them. So yeah, the Cortez Nike Air Max 95 Eggenstorm is on my fourth spot. What do you think? I was pretty surprised to see this on your list, to be honest, because I, I I know you don't really like wear Cortez or anything like that, so I was, I was pretty surprised to see it. But for all the reasons you mentioned, though, about the amount of hype this release generated, also those videos, people running through New York, people running through London looking for this shoe. Uh, I mean, when was the last time we saw a high, a drop like that, right? It's been, I feel like it's been maybe since like the early off-white days. I don't remember people running around looking for shoes like that. That's it, it was a lot of hype, and especially in a year where there weren't too many hype sneakers, it's crazy that a pair of 95s generated that much hype. And yeah, I also think, you know, the shoes look pretty decent, decent colorways uh, and a big moment for Cortez. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's that's kind of crazy to say that this shoe made it to the top five. But I think it's it's worthy. And uh, yeah, solid pick for number four. What about yours? So for, so for my number four, I went with the triple collab between Kith, Clarks and Adidas on the let's call it the Sambas. But I don't even know if it's really a Samba because it's kind of like a whole new shoe, really. And wow, this this shoe, let's just say I never, ever, ever saw this coming. I never thought, you know, let's take a Samba, put a Clark sole on it. But there's actually a lot more to it. It's just it's not just the sole got basically sole swapped, which, which a lot of people were saying that. It's There's a lot more to it because the entire upper is not made with your traditional samba materials it has kind of like a waxed upper uh very similar to what uh clark's uh, wallabies have um it's got of course the clark's uh outsole midsole and um i think the shoes themselves just look super clean super wearable uh they were i'm not gonna lie they were a bit on the pricey side uh retail was i believe 220 and i also don't like the fact that I ordered the pair and I'm only going to receive it, I don't know, three, four, five months from now. And, and by then, maybe I won't be so hyped about it. But either way, I thought the colorways were great. I thought the concept was great. Ronnie really killed it. He he brought his vision to reality with this pair. And uh, all three colorways were great. I ordered the green one. like the It almost looks like a black. I'm excited to receive it. That's funny that uh, the Kith 
Clark's Sambas are your number four because they are my number three. It's almost like we've got some sort of synergy going here. And I have to echo everything that you said. For me, when making this list, I was looking at the biggest sneaker moments. And what bigger sneaker moment is there than two competitors coming together to create a shoe? And you might say that Clark's and Kith, uh, sorry, Clark's and Adidas are not really competitors because they make very different kinds of shoes. And you might, you know, like whoever says that might be right to a certain extent, right? I mean, somebody who's going out to buy a pair of Wallabies is not going to go home with a pair of Ultra Boosts as they are just completely different shoes. But fact of the matter is they're both footwear brands. They're both vying for the same subculture subgroup of people the same demographic demographic of people and they're competing to make their product seem more interesting more appealing and uh yeah at the end of the day they want more people to buy their product and less people to buy somebody else's product and so putting aside these competitive kind of feelings and notions and whatever to team up with Kith and Ronnie Feig, who has worked with both Clarks and Adidas several times in the past. For me, it was just such a great moment to see kind of also what community and, and sneaker culture for me is all about, this togetherness, this kind of coming together to create new. And like you said, really updating a classic, classic shoe such as the Samba, adding a classic crepe sole to it with a really nice suede upper. I mean, the quality on this on these shoes seem to be incredible. I haven't had a pair in hand yet, but um, that brings me to my next point about what I really liked about this collaboration is that anyone who wanted a pair could technically have a pair because after they sold out, Ronnie opened it up to pre-sales saying that you know he didn't want people to miss out on the shoe and anybody who wanted a pair at retail could order one and yes it would take four to six months to get it but at the end of the day they would get a shoe for retail and i thought that was also really special because it kind of was a slap in the face to all resellers at least for this release right and uh, like i've said multiple times i don't really have too much against reseller resellers especially individual resellers who are you know buying and flipping one two three pairs of shoes to maybe buy a pair of shoes that they really want or buying selling and trading so yeah i thought this was just a really solid kind of very futuristic release in the sense that we had pre-sales we had two brands working together and a retailer and a creative genius such as ronnie feig in the middle of all of it so yeah that was my number three yeah man just uh just just super super unexpected i thought really great pair so um yeah we both had that at number three so my number three i had to go with what i felt was the best sp dunk release of the year and that is the collab between nike and haritos and i really like this pair because i thought the two brands really kind of were both shining in this release so it it was very much a harito shoe almost as much as it was a nike shoe uh they they captured the font really well on the nike logo the haritos logo was there really nicely on the on the uh near the ankle of the shoe i like the materials i like that the materials would tear away after skating in them i guess and to reveal a different color underneath and i also really like the bag that the shoes came in i thought was really cool 
and uh, the colorway i personally just love the colorway the the orange and green and uh, the laces too like those there were so many different laces that came with it white orange the green rope laces personally it was like between this and the uh, gardenia uh, fly collab the for sb of the year i didn't want to put two sbs on this list so i went with which i thought was my favorite sb and that had to be the haritos collab and also I think out of every single SP that dropped this year, this pair has the highest resale value, which says that basically the entire sneaker community also kind of feels that this was the SP of the year. So I felt like, you know, we had to include it in the list. Yeah, solid sneaker. I know it got a lot of love both within the SB community, but with, you know, also some sneakerheads that might not call themselves SB heads. So solid choice on number three for you there. Let's move to our top two. This sneaker that is second on my list of top five was, for me, the sneaker that created the biggest social media moment. And maybe that's just my opinion, but it is my list after all, so it is my opinion that matters today on this episode. Um, my number two of sneakers of the year so far is the Nike Zoom Vomero 5 in that silver metallic colorway where the swoosh was like that reflective oh, metallic. So good. It was the so good. It was the Wales Bonner Samba before the Wales Bonner Samba. You know what I mean? Like it was just it's I d I don't think it's too far fetched to say that the Nike Zoom Vomero 5 is Nike's sneaker of the year thus far. It's the sneaker of the moment for the swoosh. It's the sneaker that Everybody's talking about hard copy has professed their love to the Zoom Vomero on multiple occasions. There are so many colorways coming out. I mean, you are the president of the Nike Zoom Vomero 5 fan club, yes. JD Kick 6. And so I'm going to ask you your opinion in a second on this shoe. But I just thought that the combination of this being the shoe of the moment for Nike it's really tapping into that 2000s runner aesthetic and trend that is, you know, everywhere at the moment. And then they drop this dope metallic silver colorway. I mean, sheesh, it was, I mean, you saw it everywhere on the feed. And I really liked that there were some people that were playing around with it as well and, and customizing it, dyeing it different colors. There was this really nice like Tiffany blue green turquoise colorway that uh, really matched with the silver detailing as well so i almost put this at number one but my number one is just a personal favorite so i couldn't do that so the best i could do here is put it at number two but jd i want to i want to hear your thoughts as president of the vomero fan club what are your thoughts on this shoe you you definitely picked the best colorway of the vomero 5 to drop this year absolutely gorgeous colorway and the way they executed the metallic silver on this i wish the wales bonner pair executed it the same way i felt like they went a bit too crazy with it but the the metallic silver hits were so tastefully done on this pair and the, the oh my god the shoe looks so good it looks like super clean in the summer as well like you said it's been all over my feed you know not even from people who are usually into sneakers. I've I've been seeing them. I've been seeing the fashion community really, really uh, drawn to this shoe because it it looks gorgeous, man. The, the 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 silver. It's like a little bit of bling, but it's it's not too much. 
it's just the right amount it looks amazing it was also i believe besides that first colorway that dropped the oatmeal this was the only colorway that completely sold out and actually even though it was a general release it has pretty high resale value uh, even uh, especially among um, the women's sizes are going for i'm looking at it right now women's sizes are going for oh my god like in the 300s man wow Jeez. no that's insane that's insane for a, for a general release pair of romeros wow okay wow insane so th th this pair definitely captured everyone's imagination it people who were on the fence about romeros before now i feel like the 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 number of emails i've been getting to join the vomero fan club has been just exploding <laughs> ever since ever since this shoe came out you know like the inbox has just exploded man so this this pair was just fantastic i, I and I, i'm really happy to see it so high on your list too man it totally d deserved it yeah i mean i can't believe you don't have at least you know you haven't revealed your top two but so far you haven't had a single vomero on here but i guess also like you said there were a, a, a lot of colorways, but none that really popped apart from this silver one and the oat one. I know that there's a, a few really, really nice colorways coming out soon. I have my eye on that Have a Nike Day uh, pair. I don't know if you've seen that. It's this, It looks almost like an Easter sneaker. It's got suede, like a bit of suede paneling on the upper, then that like big hole mesh and like some like dusty rose pink and a little bit of like really pastel-y colors. That looks like a really, really nice colorway coming up as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I feel like I need to redo my whole list, man. How did I forget about the silver <laughs> Romero 5? Oh, my God, man. Now, now I feel like my list is a sham. What the hell? How did I forget this pair? Oh, I mean, but at least at least two, I had it. At least I had it on the list. So we're good. We've Yeah, exactly. Between One the two of, of us, we covered it. Definitely, definitely. So... My number two was a pair you already talked about. It was your number five, and that is the SB4s, the Pine Greens, for all the reasons you mentioned. I also wanted to say uh, the changes that they made to the shoe actually made it the first ever relatively comfortable pair of Jordan 4s. As much as I love the look of 4s, they always kind of killed my feet, and um, they were just not meant for me in that sense. Like I always kind of felt my uh, pinky toe especially rubbing up against the side of the shoe. And this pair, I feel, is just a lot more comfortable. And um, the colorway, like I said, great, great colorway. And pretty cool how they, you know, changed the leather, put it, put rubber instead so that it's not going to get too ripped when skateboarding. Uh, yeah, great execution. There's supposed to be more colorways dropping later in the year. We've already talked about it, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But yeah, number two, I also had the fours, the SBs, and the pine greens. Very nice. We have now come to the moment everyone has been waiting for. Our top ones. I will start. And I don't think it will come to, or I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone who has been listening to me over the past six months. My sneaker of the year so far is the Awake New York A6 Gel NYC in the blue and pink colorway. I said it pretty much as soon as I saw the sneaker, when was it, like in January, that this was my sneaker of the year so far. And it still holds true six months later. That shoe just flashed me, you know? I saw it and I was like, damn, those colors, they look so good together. And the Gel NYC, totally new silhouette, kind of an amalgamation of 
several other retro silhouettes. I really love the, you know, vintage retro vibes on the upper mixed with the more sporty contemporary vibes on the tooling unit. And yeah, I mean, Awake really knows how to do ASICS collaborations. They've had some really, really nice ones in the past. The Gel Cayano um, 360. Then they've also had the Prelius. Prelius? I don't know how to pronounce it. Prelius, I think, with that leopard print. They've had some really, really nice sneakers in the past, but the Gel NYC takes it. And I think it was also, and this was obviously marketing and all part of the strategic plan by ASICS, but it was the collaboration that kind of kick-started this silhouette's popularity. And speaking from a professional point of view, but also from a personal point of view, you know, this is a shoe that is doing really well on Zalando. A lot of people want it. A lot of people, you know, have been buying it. We have been buying it in many different colorways. And then also personally, a lot of people are telling me that they love this shoe. A lot of the, you know, aggregator mood boards are posting this shoe or have been posting this shoe over the last six months. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't really say much more than what I've already said over the past six months, the colorway is beautiful. The way that the blue and the per, uh, blue and the pink plays off of the silver, gray, and white uh, of the shoe, and I mean, it's an Asics. It's super comfortable. You're gonna be walking in this all day, no blisters, not even noticing that you have anything on your feet. So, yeah, my shoe of the year so far: Awake New York Asics Gel NYC. What do you say? I agree with you that a lot of the I guess in the know people for ASICs, people who were fans of the brand even before this year. I know this year we've had a lot of new fans, but those people are the ones who are telling me how much they love this gel NYC model. They love the look of it, the comfort. And yeah, I agree with you, man. This uh, first uh, introduction we had to this pair with the Awake collab. Yeah, man. Literally, while you were talking, I'm like, shit, I got to put a bid for this right now on StockX because <laughs> the prices are so low. But yeah, the the green pair with the pink, wow, what a nice colorway. And you don't see too many ASICs with a colorway like that. And also, we had that purple colorway as well. Yeah, I mean, man, the gel NYC ASICs heads love it. We had to for sure include it on the list. And did you actually end up getting this pair? Yeah, yeah, I have it, man. I love it. I've worn it several times already. Okay. Probably going to be wearing it a lot more this summer. It's just a very summary colorway as well so uh yeah looking is it to uh, how, how does it just so i know because i'm putting a bid on it is it, is it true to size or you got to go half up <laughs> i love it Li- live bidding on the episode yeah it's uh, live bidding. although i wouldn't say it's true to size like for asics i always go z- half a size up because i yeah. find that they fit quite small so it's the same as any other asics that you have i would say okay 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 yeah asics fit me kind of weird man like the 1190s uh I don't know if that's how you... Is it 1190 or do you call it 1190s? 1190 is fine. That one, like, I fit true to size in that one, but in the uh, Gel Cayano 14s, I fit a half size up. Okay, then so, go with the know, Gel Cayano 14s. Strange. Like, I think it's more of a Gel okay. Cayano 14 fit, yeah. Nice, nice. Cool, cool. So, great number one selection. And it's it's really a number one from you because of how much you love that shoe and you wear that shoe. So, uh, it is your list after all. Uh, my number one so i had to go with and i really can't believe this is my number one but it's the action bronson new balance 990 v6 and i would say 
either colorway it doesn't matter uh, although that new one the lapis lazuli is the one that i'm really have a preference for but i would say this shoe deserves to be number one because the 990 v6 i think is a shoe that a lot of traditional new balance new balance fans were kind of slow to warm up to because it was a pretty big departure from the more traditional looking 990s we've seen in the past this one is was almost like the most futuristic looking we've seen so far very modernized version and uh, I took a while to warm up to the shoe too. Then I bought the gray pair. I wore it and I swear by the comfort and I, I just haven't stopped wearing them. One of my favorite shoes to rock because of how good they feel on feet. And it was nice to see Ashton Bronson come in, put in the most bizarre looking colors together. And somehow the shoes just both really work well. Um, the, the colors are wild, especially that first colorway, the baklava wow man like lime green brown blue like you would never think to put these colors together yet they somehow work and it gave a lot of attention on the sneaker which i think the sneaker kind of deserved and uh, we've, we've seen basically the demand for both these colorways are through the roof and for good reason they're great shoes they look great they feel great on feet and now we finally have some hype on them hype that i think the sneaker deserved and uh for that reason Ashton Bronson single-handedly putting hype on this sneaker. I uh, I got to give it the number one. Damn. I mean, you called it a few weeks ago when you saw the second colorway, the lapis. I don't know how to pronounce it. but Lazuli. Lazuli. Do you know what that means, by the way? Uh, like, I don't even know what language that is. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. I, I find, I think it's like Latin or something. That's why I was, I was wondering um if we can you... we can do a quick google man ah Lap- it's a ah, lapis lazuli is limestone in the kokcha river valley of badakhshan province in northeastern afghanistan so it's a type of limestone yeah okay and and you can wow looking at this limestone it seems like the entire colorway was taken from this stone makes sense makes very sense. very interesting okay. okay i mean i would say that i <laughs> have trouble with the 990 v6 i think i'm warming to it and we've discussed this in the past and there are some colorways that i really like i think the action bronson colorways all three of them are dope i think the third one is the best and that's probably the one that i'm waiting for i'm also really feeling that new teddy santis that pink purple and white pair that just dropped it's like all white with like hits of pink and purple um which is part of oh yeah yeah the on, on the v6 exactly on the v6 that's a very nice pair so i would say that i'm i'm warming quite a lot and have been over time with that shoe and so i respect your number one pick i think action bronson is also a super cool dude and i love what new balance is doing tapping him because it's not often that you see a personality like him get a shoe and it really also resonate with people it's been a long time coming too like there's been a lot a lot a lot of waiting time for people that have been you know looking forward to what he's going to do and uh, fans of him fans of the shoe that he's working on so glad that that's finally out yeah i mean i would say looking back at our list they're pretty solid i'm going to run through them again from five to one so that you know people have them fresh in their mind at number five i had the nike sp air jordan 4 pine green josh had the big bubble air max one in the og colorway at number four, I had the Cortez Nike Air Max 95 Egan Storm. 
Josh had the Kith Clark's Adidas Sambas. At number three, I had the Kith Clark's Adidas Sambas, and Josh had the Haritos SP Dunk. At number two, I had the Nike Zoom Vomero 5 in that silver metallic colorway. Josh had the Air Jordan 4 SB Pine Green. And at number one, as just discussed, I had the Awake New York A6 Gel NYC. And Josh had the Action Bronson New Balance 990 V6. Pretty solid list. I mean, that's, what is that, eight sneakers that are all very different, but all very deserving to be on a top list so far, I would say. Yeah, and a lot of different brands in there too. Uh, kind of reflects the year it's been for sneakers. And one more thing about this list is like, uh, I know we ranked it, but I think like any of these sneakers could have been number one this year. There's no, there's really no clear cut number one, I think. That's true. Maybe that, maybe that's, maybe that Zuma Mero, man. I'm still like, why did I put that on the list? <laughs> I mean, and we had I'm it. At least like, we had it. But you also yeah, had some had honorable it, yeah. mentions you wanted to talk about it right yeah yeah so just quickly quickly wanted to cover these first was the jordan one black and white or panda highs the 85s i wanted to put that on the list because it is an og colorway of the jordan one and they brought it back in the 85 version they did an amazing job with it the materials are great uh, the shoe looks like a absolutely classic pair of ones but you know because of the jordan one hype not being where it once was i feel like the shoe kind of just went under the radar even though it's a super classic looking pair of Jordan 1s. And if you like that shoe, and I'm always going to like the ones no matter what, um, yeah, I, I feel like this had to be the best Jordan 1 to drop this year. So I think it deserves an honorable mention. Of course, uh, we can't completely ignore the Jordan 3 White Cement Reimagined. Re uh, I think they did a pretty good job um, giving it that vintage look, but not going too crazy with it. Uh, just like I felt like it was really nicely tastefully done and it was one of the first pairs that I actually as someone who really doesn't like threes really warmed up to they feel very comfortable on feet and the materials were great uh, there was like of course that big fiasco about um, the quality control issues of this pair everyone receiving a different left not everyone but a lot of people receiving a different left and right pair with different elephant prints on it so that kind of took away some of the spotlight from this shoe or some of the some of the praise from this shoe. So, I, But I still think it was worth an, worthy of an honorable mention. If I see people putting this number one for sneaker of the year, I'm like, come on, man. You got to get serious because there were so many issues with this shoe. So it's worthy of an honorable mention, but I don't think it's number one. And the last one I wanted to mention is um, the Sandy Liang collab with Solomon. On, she had a couple of pairs, the XT6 Expanse and also, uh, what was it called, the Mach 3.0, I think. This was just a great collab, a great colorway. The first time that Solomon has actually worked with a female-owned a, a female brand, I believe. So it was a bit, pretty big moment. And uh, I love the fact that Sandy took her inspiration from Pokemon. The colorway was inspired by Jigglypuff, one of the cutest Pokemon out there. And uh, I just thought she did a great job. And of course, like these sneakers were a huge hit, especially among, I guess, the audience it was intended for, the female audience. Um, yes, uh, prices on those are just through the roof. So it was crazy to see a Sandy, uh, it was crazy to see a Solomon pair receive this much hype. So I thought it deserved to also be on the list. But let's end off the episode with our upcoming drops for the next 
couple of weeks it's actually pretty quiet i have to say like i was really searching and searching for what's actually going to be dropping in the next two weeks but it's one of the quietest periods i think i've seen in a while but uh let's get into some of the notable ones so on june the 29th we have the new balance 990 teddy santis made in usa 990 v3 in this purple suede colorway this is like a deep purple it's not like that uh if you guys remember last year that amethyst raw purple which was like more of a lilac color this one's like a very very deep color but i've seen on reddit i've seen some people in the new balance forum by the way anyone who's a new balance fan you should join that reddit uh that subreddit uh shout out to that subreddit if anyone is listening right now i've seen people post uh some uh early uh pictures of them receiving the shoe in hand and the suede on there looks absolutely buttery so this is a pair that i've kind of circled on my calendar for the month of june and july because there's not much else dropping in july uh on june the 30th we have the nike terminator drop in the low version in this phantom colorway which is very very clean i'm not gonna lie uh, the the Terminator, they've really tried to bring that back recently uh, and uh, to kind of mixed results. I mean, I've seen some colorways sell out, but for the most part, they've been kind of sitting. But this uh, low version, it kind of looks like an Air Force One, uh, but uh, it, it's kind of like the shoe is like an Air Force One slash Jordan One low. Yeah, it's the it's, shape of it. It's the, uh, I mean, it's like an Air Force One upper with an Air Jordan One sole, which makes it very or not very but it makes it a little bit sleeker than the air uh, air force one which might appeal to some people that don't like the bulkiness of it this phantom colorway is super nice because it plays with a lot of different materials different couple suedes and then also a pebbled leather quarter panel and a big gray swoosh i i mean i'm not gonna lie i really like this pair it is very appealing to me and I may actually buy it because it's only 130 euros. That's relatively cheap. Yeah, you might actually. I, I think if you wait on it, this one might even be able. You might be able to get it on sale. This so true. that would be that would be fire. Uh, I don't uh, have the release date for this, but I believe that the air no the Mac Attack, the Nike Mac Attack, will be dropping in the next two weeks. It was on the sneakers app like a few days ago, and now it's gone from the sneakers app. So. I don't know if it got delayed or something, but the Mac Attack is supposed to be dropping. What do you actually think of that shoe? Like, are you kind of hyped to see yeah. it come by? I mean, or? I'm not. Okay. I wouldn't say that I'm hyped, but I like it. It's a good-looking shoe. It's a, it's a mid-top, which is you know always a little bit difficult, but I think it's clean. It's a nice retro shoe, and I I see people enjoying it for sure this year. And there's some really cool collaborations coming out as well social status is doing a few colorways oh i've seen i've seen the social status one that one looks fire i actually hope they send me a pair of social status if you guys are listening <laughs> I would really really greatly appreciate a a pair of those uh but those are those are pretty fire man not gonna lie that was the first pair that i'm like whoa okay in that colorway and in that in those materials like it had like a satin finish or whatever yeah i'm like damn th- th- those are pretty fire they are yeah, so um, so there's th- those are coming out, and then on uh, June the thirtieth actually is the official release date of my number one sneaker of the year so far. That is the Action Bronson New Balance nine ninety Lapis Lazuli. It should be dropping on New Balance website as well as pretty much 
every retailer that is selling New Balance. I've seen a lot of raffles go for it already. Go, go live. On July the 1st, which is Canada Day, by the way. Shout out all the Canadians out there. On July the 1st, we have the Zoom Romero 5 drop in this triple black colorway, which is not like the anthracite colorway we dropped earlier in the year, which was more of like a grayish black. This one is like a real black. So I've had people ask me on my Instagram, when are these dropping? Now you guys know if you've been waiting on this all over matte black type of look on the Romero 5s, then July the 1st will be that day. Likely this pair I think will sell out. And the last pair we're going to talk about is on July the 21st, we have the Born and Raised Nike SB Dunk Low. Let me just quickly Google this. I'm just looking at what they look like. Oh yeah, this pair. Okay, I'm like, what? I, I forgot what they look like. But yeah, okay, so this is like a blue pair with uh, with kind of like a, uh, what do you call this kind of swoosh? Like a it's like a jelly uh, jelly swoosh or something a jelly swoosh a jelly swoosh that's a perfect way to describe it yeah it's a this color this shoe for sure will obviously sell out oh we saw this kind of swoosh on the social status dunks like the mids exactly a couple of years ago yeah yeah yeah. okay these like milky looking swooshes so yeah another sb to circle on your calendar july the 21st um and that's about it yeah like i said it's looking kind of quiet for the month of july but I got my eyes focused on those Lapis Lazuli 990s. I'm definitely copying that and that and maybe the uh, the Mac attacks. I might cop myself a pair of Mac attacks. But other than that, guys, thanks a lot for listening in to this week's episode. It's been another blast doing this with you, Fobs. And for let sure. us know on Instagram. Uh, DM us. Let us know what your top five was. If we missed anything, that would be great. And, of course, guys, if you enjoyed this episode and you're a regular listener, make sure you drop a review either on Spotify or iTunes. That would be amazing. Share it with your friends. Share it with anyone you think would enjoy listening to sneaker content. Appreciate all you guys, as usual, for tuning in. And I'm signing out. And we are signing out. Shout out, guys, to all of you once again. 